mine now. You belong to me. Today we're going to play a new fun game. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Twin Picks podcast. What's funny about that? <laughs> Three, two, one. What the countdown made you laugh? You don't usually do that. No, I thought I'd try something new. I thought I'd no, that's all right. yeah, try and sound on. a bit professional, you know? I should have gone from five, really. Yeah. Right. Next time, ten. Well, I'm going to start from fucking a thousand. Let's get on with it. I'm Dan. What's your Hi. name? My name's Nicole. We're back. We're back. Hello. We're back to put some podcast pleasure in your ear holes. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I was just telling you that I'm absolutely shattered from my run yesterday. Done me in. I, I managed to do 10 miles and I'm everything aches from, from my little toe to the split ends of my hair. So I'm absolutely knackered. So we're running a bit late because of me, because I woke up late. So bear with me. I've been struggling to walk around the house today because I also went for my first ever run in a while. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't stretch. did And it's aching, aching everywhere. Yes. Struggle to like get up and down stairs. Ah, uh, are you doing that thing where you have to walk up sideways? Yep. That helps. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. And laughs> down, down's actually a little bit more difficult because you have to like hold on yeah. to something. <laughs> yeah. And then also today, um, my friend who's a tech savvy, he finally got my tablet working. You're going to do some Skillshare. And they um, also redeem like, I think Adobe Suite plus this like 3D drawing software that they've yeah. got as well. So that oh, should be good. Nice. A while away some hours on that then. I want to see Absolutely. some. I want to see some stuff on uh, on Instagram. I see your I see your page uh, on on Instagrams. Well, you've had your page for a while, haven't you? But you've got your blog going. Finally live it's and finally live. Out, and out for people to check out. So. Yeah, I mean, there's literally only like a welcome post, and then I posted about our first episode that we did. Um, I put a link to the app. Oh, I wondered why we doubled our listeners to two. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's usually me only listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But you're all right though. You got you. You're knackered. You make sure you stretch after your before your run next time. I wonder because I also gave I donated plasma the ah. the day before, and I think yeah. like they always ask you whether you're gonna do anything like heavy lifting. What I'm not running a bloody forklift or anything but i wonder if that affected yeah probably run maybe probably for like probably fatigued you a bit a bit quicker than it normally would what have you been watching dan as usual sort of watched a few films listen to a few podcasts i listened to um movie drones latest podcast yesterday oh, and yeah. uh, it was about extraction and they, they they liked it but they haven't had an episode out for a couple of couple of weeks and it turns out steve has had covid oh um, shit but he's he's all right. He's he narrowly avoided going to hospital, but it was it was it sounds like it was sort of touch and go. Like he, yeah. he could he could have gone to hospital, and he's, it sounds like he was in, in a bad in a bad way really. Um, so hopefully he's okay and recovering. It sounds like he's on on a road to um, on the med now. So wish him the best and hope hope he's okay and keep putting those podcasts out because I get bored. <laughs> 
need to listen more to Movie Drone, actually. I've, I've listened to a couple of their pods. Yeah, they're good. They're, like, they're, they're consistent, you know, like every single week and it's, it's always good. And they've, they've been going up the uh, podcast charts and getting mentioned in film magazines and things like that. So they're doing, they're doing really well. They deserve it. They've been going for a while now and they, they never miss a week. So it was unusual for them to miss the last, the last couple of weeks. Is that your hope, Dan, to be what? on a in the mags and like be really famous during this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Is that my? If that was my hope, then I'd, I'd no, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I'd probably go on something like Big Brother if I want to be famous. Oh God, why, why that's starting you, up. That's starting up in that? a couple of weeks. <laughs> Is it still on? Yeah. Well, there's like <laughs> it was joking. It's a, it was on a it's it's on a different channel. It's it's about to start in like four weeks here. I wonder how they're going to do it. I wonder if like yeah. those people who are potentially going into the house are they being quarantined like for two weeks beforehand to ensure that they don't have COVID and then go yeah. in. Yeah, they could do that, or they they could only put people that have had COVID in there. Oh God, that would be terrible. Why? <laughs> no, because. What, Infect everyone. No, but if they've all had it, then in theory, well, they don't know, but in theory, that they may be immune to it. It's not one hundred percent, though. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be willing to take the risk with Big Brother contestants. Oh God! I just probably have to cut I've... that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> fuck Big Brother. It's crap. <laughs> it is really. It's terrible. terrible. I've... I remember when it first started, the first year over here in the UK. I guess that was the first one in the world, right? Because I, I think it, I think it started with us. I think it, yeah, that sounds about right. And it was kind of like it was marketed like, oh, you know, let's everyone watch this kind of um, psychological analysis of these people locked up in this house, and we're all like, oh, that sounds interesting, <laughs> and. Um, and uh, we all watched it, but we all got hooked on it. And then um, I think I watched up to like the third season and I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. This is destroying my brain. It went from like psychological analysis to someone shoving a bottle in their vagina on the grass. Yeah. And it, it was like, nah. <laughs> it's gone too far. It's gone too far. Yeah. Reality TV in general is just a bit, it sucks you in. Like I, I, I tried to stay away from it. I know. It. But you watch Love is Blind. No. That is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's really bad. It I couldn't, I couldn't, I watched the first episode and I was just like, no, nah, I can't watch this. this is, yeah. And then I gave myself a month and I was like, oh, let me give it a go again. Watch the second, I watched like maybe a third of the second episode. I was like, no, nah, I can't believe you watched the whole freaking season. You did well to, to dip out of it because it takes willpower, I think. I've been wanting to maybe watch Too Hot to Handle. What's that? Have you seen that on, on Netflix? What is it? Is like, that reality thing? I, I, yeah. It's kind of like a Love Island in oh, a way, I've I think. I've seen that. That's meant to be terrible. And it's like a bunch of, you know, singles in this mansion Ten. or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, at the start they're like, oh, oh yeah, you know, going to hook up with these people. And then this, like, um, AI tells them, that they're not allowed to have any sex, any they're not allowed to make out nothing, and in, if they do, their money pool drops. No way! <laughs> that sounds well good. I bet they put them in really like, cool situations as well, though, don't they? As well. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been wanting to watch that. I think that was 
I think they created that in the in New Zealand. What's it called? Maybe too hot to handle. It sounds terrible, but that concept of removing their money sounds quite fun. <laughs> it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's in the UK. Oh, God knows. I don't. I want to forget about it immediately after, because otherwise I'll go and watch it. <laughs> oh God! Reality TV. I checked out your mate's short film. Oh yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. El, El, Nino. El, Nino. El Nino. Which means the boy. The, means the boy. It was good. I, I liked it. it was, I enjoyed it. I watched it. I actually yeah. watched it twice because it was. Um, it's only fifteen minutes long, isn't it? Because it's a short, and it yeah. was part of. What's it called? The is it the Sun, something festival? Oh, Sun. Hold on. Let me find. Look it up, and I'll splice and I'll cut that bit in. Okay. <laughs> seamlessly, like, you won't even notice. I was like, <laughs> setting sun. It was on the Setting Sun Film Festival. Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Setting Sun, Setting Sun Film Festival. She's won a fair few. I'm pretty sure she's won a few awards for it as well. It's. I think it's gone internationally. I'm pretty sure it has. When was it made? Was it? Is it recent or? Oh, so I was working at ABC in 2017, and that's when she was making it. And I've always wanted to see it, and then finally, yeah. I like I've been following her on on Instagram. And it came up that it was going to be on that festival. I was like, yes, I'm going to finally see this. Because last year I was, I was in the UK, obviously, and they had so many screenings in Oz. And I was like, I'm not there to you bloody see it. You couldn't get there to see it. Yeah. No. I've been was... watching a fair few shots this week. Oh, what, what, was it what, part of that festival or other, or other shorts? No. Have you ever been on uh, shorts? I think it's called Shorts of the Week. Best Shorts of the Week. No, no. It's a, a website that has all of these shorts from all different parts of the world, and they're really good. Um, what else have I been watching? I've, have you ever heard of Picnic at Han- Hanging Rock? No. Yeah. What's that? Is that a reality so, TV show where they remove picnics? No. <laughs> God, no. No, it was, it's based on a, on a book, and they created a movie, and then a couple of years ago they created a six-part series. Yeah, so in, it's about in the Australian thing. Yes. Yeah. And Hanging Rock is an actual place in Australia, in Melbourne, actually. It's about 40 minutes from where I live. So set in the 1900s about a group of female students at Australian girls boarding school who vanish at Hanging Rock while on Valentine's Day picnic. And it's like a, kind of like a supernatural way of how these girls disappeared. Yeah. In, so and it's a it's a, per, it's a period show. It's period, yeah. yeah. Is that Stan? No, that was on Foxtel because I had a Foxtel free trial for ten for ten days. And there's, I have to say, Foxtel is quite expensive. I think Foxtel is like having Sky. Yeah. But it's got some good movies on it. Yeah. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time. What in um, Hollywood? In Hollywood, Mexico. yeah, in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, really good. I really enjoyed did that. Did you enjoy it? Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really liked that, yeah. It is quite a long film, but it doesn't yeah. feel that long. I didn't think so. It burnt along quite quickly for me because I was so engrossed in, in the scenes. And I always find that with Tarantino films, you just kind of get lost in the dialogue. I, like To me, I, I get lost in a Tarantino film because there's so much to concentrate on with, with many films, but in particular Tarantino's, Tarantino's film. Oh, that's good. I'm really glad that you enjoyed that. I watched a couple of um, 
musicals this week. Yeah, me musicals too. meaning. <laughs> Did you really? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that terrible zombie movie <laughs> that is currently giving me <laughs> the finger. <laughs> What musicals did you watch? I l- watched London Road. London, I've heard of that. What's the, is that a Dexter? Is that Dexter Fletcher? London That's Road. the Ipswich, the five murders that happened in Ipswich. Which oh, oh, this is the thing that you were talking about the other day. Yeah, yes, yeah. with with Dimitri. Yeah, because I when I I saw that on Foxtel, I was like, I've heard. I've Ipswich. Where is Ipswich in the UK? And then I posted like a little comment on Letterbox about what I thought of the film. And then Dimitri's like, "Oh yeah, that's that story." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's what 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 he was talking about." If they minimize the amount of music, uh, the amount of sing song that they had in that film, it would yeah. have been good, like better than. I mean, if they got rid of all the singing in it, yeah. it's really well done. But there, sometimes, like, I don't mind a musical when there's, like, a song and then maybe, like, half an hour goes by and then another song. But was, with that movie, it was, like, a song and then five minutes and then they're singing again. I was like, whoa, like, this too is much. way too much for me. Yeah, I know, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> and then I watched uh, Rocking, uh, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. What's Rocket Man like? I've not seen it. That's really good. That's actually really well done. It's meant to I be really, really good in it, isn't it? That that the, the lead guy, ta- yeah. ta- is Taron something? Can't remember his name. What is what is he in? Oh, oh he's in Kingsman, he? isn't he? That's right. That's yeah. like where he kind of broke out from. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's good though. I've heard he's he's good as um as Elton John. I've heard he's he very does a really good. Really good job. Yeah. And what and, and and you watched Bo Rap? What do you think of that? I I liked it too. Yeah, I, it, thought it was I didn't. Good. I think. I'm glad I didn't watch it when it first came out because yeah. I think I would have been, I think, a bit underwhelmed. Really? Like, I think it was a bit hyped up to what the movie... It was hyped up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the story is great and how they did it was, was great, but not... It's a difficult sure. thing, though, isn't it? Because it was, it, like you say, it was so hyped that it gets everyone kind of excited and then you go and watch it and you're like, oh, it's just, it's just, just a film. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Was it the last episode we did where we did films that we should have watched? It was it? It was, wasn't it? I'm so yeah. lost where I am. Um, <laughs> sort of every day is a, a, oh. yeah, oh, everything's sort of melting into one. Like the days yeah. are no longer days. The hours are no longer hours. It's like in this weird mist. I feel like fucking Lawrence of Arabia or something. But <laughs> carrying on with the the, the films that um, I should have seen. There's a film that I wanted to watch for ages called The Fountain, and it's by Darren Aronofsky. Okay. And there's quite a few of his films that I haven't seen. But I watched that. It's got Hugh Jackman, Rachel Weisz. I saw this on your on your Instagram. Yeah. That does look good. It's, oh, yeah. it's so good. I was really careful to, to not spoil anything on the film. So I was like, I chose pictures and wrote like a little caption on the post, but I really didn't want to spoil anything, but I wanted to explain kind of what it was about. And yeah, I mean, like I said on that, that post, it's, it's, it's kind of told across three different time periods and it's just mm. about Hugh Jackman and his kind of pursuit of, or his obsession of trying to get the um, a fountain of youth, trying to, trying to get, obtain immortality and for, for him and his, 
him and his Mrs. Rachel Weiss, they kind of get together in every single timeline. And it's about, yeah, it's about accepting your fate really without trying to spoil anything, but it was really good. The visuals are great. There's a lot of religious um, and like stoic iconography and, and philosophy in it. And it's really, I really, really liked it. It doesn't like Aronofsky's quite like a, a loved filmmaker, right? But I didn't, I, I don't think this one gets as much praise as his other work. And I don't, I don't know why, but there's loads of his other films that I haven't seen, so I need to go and I need to go and see. What, some more what is he renowned for? You got Black Swan. Um, okay. Yes. Noah. Um, what else has he done? Mother, that Jennifer Lawrence one. Yeah. But yeah, there's. I need to go and see some more of them. But I would highly recommend watching that. It's um, it's really good. Have a have a little box of tissues with you. Um, ready to wipe away a tear or two it's a beautiful film i watched i also watched a film called the man from earth which is about a man and it's kind of set on the evening that he's leaving this town what it turns out that every 10 years he moves on his mates are helping him pack and stuff on this just before he goes and they decide to have one more discussion and he Mm -hmm. tells them that he's like ten thousand years old and he doesn't age and they're like, whoa, what are you talking about, man? You crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> and it's um the whole film's just about the discussion around that, really. Like what what would that do to a person? What would be their view on historical events if they were around? You know, how much of it has been taken out of context? Really good. It's and they made a sequel, uh, which I watched, but that's rubbish. So don't <laughs> don't What is it called? The sequel's called Holocene, but this, the, the first one's just called The Man from Earth. Yeah, um, just put that on my, uh, my watch list on Letterboxd. Shall right. we move on? <laughs> let's, mo- let's move on to the Gosling bit, the Gosling section. Your man crush. My man crush. Yeah, this was your, this was your idea. But when we, whenever we do these like, actor ones, sometimes I'll, I'll do a few like facts and stuff, and because it is one of those actor ones, I'm going to do a few facts. Ryan Gosling was born November 12th, 1980 in London, Canada currently got two children with Eva Mendes. He was part of the Disney Club in the early nineties with Britney Spears, Christine Aguilera, and Justin Timberlake. Um, and then he went on to be in Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. And I sort of remember them when I was when I was a kid. Those those shows. He then started getting roles in the early two thousands. But I think it looks to me. Like I was looking through his filmography. It looks to me that maybe his his breakout role as a leading man was The Notebook, which I, I would have said that too. Yeah. What? You have not seen the notebook? Nah. That's it's, so good. It's really? I know weird. it's lovey dovey. Yeah. But it's so good. Nah. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't. Don't. I, even I wouldn't even. <laughs> now I've already got my stitch up set for you this week. Yeah, me and too. I'll explain a bit later. Me too. <laughs> right. Notebook. Yeah, he was in that. Um, I didn't, I probably didn't become aware of him until drive in 2011. And then I went back and watched a couple of bits, but there's quite a few of his films that I haven't seen that I'm just not Mm. that interested in. He was meant to be the lead in Peter Jackson's The Lovely Bones, but Peter Jackson fired him because he put on too much weight. (laughs) What? Apparently Gosling thought that the character, you know, made sense that if he was overweight. So during the time that he was cast and then, by the time he got onto set or, or like that they got close to filming, he put on loads of weight because he thought it suited the character and Peter Jackson was like, no, <laughs> I want the skinny guy. You've seen Drive. Um, I have seen Drive. A very long time ago. 
we spoke about it last week, but the, the car that he drives in that, he actually took that apart and put it all back together um, just because he's a boss. Um, <laughs> he, he, once, he once got a do-it-yourself um, tattoo kit, DIY tattoo kit, and he tattooed himself. And the, tat- the tattoo was meant to be a apparently it was meant to be a monster's hand holding a heart. I know, <laughs> I know this story. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I've but seen it on Graham Norton. Is it? Is it on Graham Norton? Looks like it, it. looks like it looks like a chicken foot or something. <laughs> yeah, it looks more like a like a, a Mayan headpiece. <laughs> yeah. it? Or Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah, it's, it's it's rubbish, but it's 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 hilarious. Something you've got in common with Ryan Gosling. He loves to knit. No. Yeah. He Bullshit. Fucking, he loves to knit, mate. <laughs> Send him a message. Tell him you'll make him a fucking hat or something. <laughs> we'll do. I'll, once this comes out, I'll send him a message <laughs> and be like, I heard you like to knit. Listen to this podcast. Not send him <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> also, Dan's got a massive man crush on you too. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound so weird, <laughs> does it? Um... He grew up as a Mormon, but he's not anymore. His parents are. And my last point is it just he does a lot of charity work. I was sort of scrolling through the stuff that he does and he there's loads of organizations and charities and stuff that he works with and but like actively, not just giving money, but like, you know, trying to help out in, in any way he can. So Oh nice. He's a dude. Anyway, right, so that's Gosling. That's my Gosling intro over. Let's move on before it starts to sound weird. Um <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think yeah. the best way to tackle this would be to start with only God forgives because, well, number one, talk, I'd like to find out what the fuck that film was about. <laughs> and, and, and number two, I want to cheer myself up with, um, with the nice guys, which is a nice comedy. Uh, Can you start with okay. Only God Forgives? Let's, yeah, let's do it. So Only, Only God Forgives, 2013, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who obviously did Drive and Neon Demon and he did uh, Bronson as well back in the day. It stars Ryan Gosling as Julian, Kristen Scott Thomas as Crystal. I'm going to absolutely brutally murder this guy's name. Vitaya Panzringham. He was Chang, or the, the sword guy. The retired, retired... Uh, police officer. Was he retired? Mm-hmm. I was reading some notes and he was retired and then he was brought back in for some reason for this case. To uh, chop people's arms off. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one with a sword. Uh, so it's made for... I, I had trouble finding a budget, but I did find a budget. It wasn't on Box Office Mojo, so I'm not sure how accurate it is, but I found one of 4.8 million and it made 10.6 at the box office. Which so, I actually watched in the cinema. Obviously, Art House film. I watched it at Cinema Nova in Carlton here in Melbourne. Art House, yeah, you could say that. So, basic, basic setup, right? So, Ryan Gosling has got a. They they live in. What's the matter? (laughs) I just wonder what you think of this film. I wonder whether you think it's like what, like obviously, it's like a bit of a what the fuck film. Yeah, (laughs) but you've seen Drive. It's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? This one, like yeah. I, f- I feel like Drive is way more accessible than this. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's not. It's just about a dude. It's it's clear to watch Drive and be like, oh, it's about a dude that's isolated and a bit weird and a bit of a sociopath, um, and it's about him trying to connect with people. But this one, you're like, 
what? <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> there's not really a narrative, is there? Ryan Gosling plays Julian and he works in Thailand at this uh, like Thai boxing, Thai, Thai fighting club. And it's huge. He owns the club. His yeah. brother, Billy, works with him and he's not in it for long, Billy. But he, I think the first line of dialogue is, are you ready to meet the devil? Something like that. Mm. And Billy basically goes off and he, he rapes and murders a young girl. Mm. And yeah, brutal. And yeah, police officer Chang finds Billy and he finds the father of the girl and he says to the father of the girl there look there, there he is what you do is up to you what you do is your choice and the guy kills Billy and then Chang was like why did you kill him he's like well you said I could do whatever I wanted that bit to me was obvious straight away that he was kind of Chang was meant to be a metaphor for God, right? Cause he was saying, there you go. There's free will. You can do whatever you want. You can kill him. Don't kill him. There's free will. You can do whatever you want, but yeah. you know, suffer the consequences. I'm going to punish you afterwards. So I guess he was meant to be like a God type figure, but then it's basically about Julian and his mother trying to sort of get revenge for the death of his brother. But Julian's kind of reluctant because he knows how much of a, an arsehole his brother was. And his mum, Crystal is just a, well, one word comes to mind, fucking psychopath. Absolutely. It was weird, wasn't it? Like 100% that, agree that with that. She, I mean, she she was such, straight away, she was just a horrible, horrible person. Controlling, like clicking her fingers everywhere. And Gosling's running after her and lighting her cigarettes for her. And there's clearly like um, suggestion of abuse and stuff that's gone on in that relationship, which... I, I was kind of guessing that that's why Billy was kind of like that as well. Billy was a golden child of that family. Yes. Yeah. Because he had a massive penis yep. as his mum explained oddly. And then she's, <laughs> and then she said to Gosling, Oh, it's all right. You're just, uh, you, you always looked up to your brother, didn't you? Cause he had a massive dong and <laughs> Gosling's like, well, well, he doesn't, he doesn't say very much in this film. He says about There's... three words, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, though, he was excellent. Like, as a man that's kind of on the edge and you don't know which way he's going to go, I guess that's what he does best, really. Yeah, there's not. he doesn't say an awful lot in this film at all. It's more about his looks and stuff. She basically puts a hit out on Chang. Chang gets the ump with this and he starts to find out what they're doing and stuff like that. And he's taking matters into his own hands and going around stabbing people in the eye, stabbing people in the ear. Yeah, it's, it's, it was brutal, this film, isn't it? Pretty fucking brutal. Did you brutal. like it, though? Um, yes, I did, actually. I did, I did like it. I and like the, the cinematography of the film. It looked amazing, didn't it? Fun fact, the cinematographer said that the film only almost shot with practical lighting and only one or two scenes were shot with traditional movie lights. Really? It's all yeah. mostly practical lighting. Using a lot of those red lanterns and Yeah. Yeah. No, it did that. it did look amazing though. That was that was definitely something that stood out to me. Apart from the performances, was the way it looked, the sound. I really loved the the music and a kind of ominous building electronic music that they had going on. It was gnarly, it was nasty, and it really added to that kind of ugh. And it felt very seedy, I think is the word that I'm looking for, which I guess is what they were kind of going for. But I did like it. I, I was 
I was mesmerized by it because of the way it looked and it sounded and the performances and stuff. I was watching it and I was kind of lost in it. And then it finished and I just kind of looked around and was like, what happened? And I, I couldn't, other than the obvious religious metaphor and Chang was obviously meant to be God, maybe Gosling was meant to be Jesus or something. I don't, I don't know. And obviously Billy maybe was a devil or Crystal was the devil. I don't know. All, this, all these religious connections all over the place. The thing that confused me the most, which I had to look up, he sort of puts his hands into her stomach. And, yes. I, and, I, and I was like, what the fuck's that about? But like, I, I looked it up. And when I looked it up is that is Buddhist. Hmm. So, and he was trying to be reborn because Buddhists believe that when you die, I don't know what you know about Buddhist, Buddhism. I didn't notice till I read it the other day. But I don't know much when, about you, when you die, apparently you go into this realm in between death and being reborn where you're just sort of floating around and you're looking for your next parents and then you find a couple that are having sex and you're like yep i like look at them and then you enter the the womb you you enter your new mother's womb and that was kind of what that was that was like a visual representation of that apparently Mm. this whole film is basically one big metaphor isn't it like that's what i mean it kind of lacks that narrative like that story and i guess it doesn't really need it because that's not what it's going for but it was definitely missing something for me but it looked great it was hypnotic what did you what were your thoughts on it overall then because you obviously you've seen this before so obviously you've seen uh, this before i've seen drive and this is back when i was um seeing someone and i was like oh yeah i really want to see this movie so we went to go see it and i thought it was cinematically wise yeah. And like, cause I've got an art, de- art department background as well. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I really like that scene when Gosling goes to Chang's house and how they shoot the characters just through the doors. Yeah. I really like that. It was definitely not a movie that I was willing to watch with my family. Cause I know they would have been like, this was complete shit. Yeah. <laughs> If I was sitting down on a Sunday afternoon, like you say, and you think, oh, let's go and sit down with my nan and watch a film. No you way. You ain't putting on only God. <laughs> like, do not. I, mem- I remember my, my uh, partner that I went with, I th- I'm pretty sure he enjoyed it. And then we watched Neon Diamond. We thought that was completely shit. Really? Have you seen, have you seen Neon Diamond? I think it's Neon Demon. Diamond. Demon. Neon Demon. Neon Demon. Um, no, I've not seen that either. I didn't enjoy that film at, Not all. at all. I was just, no. It's a yeah. bit like similar to this film where you're a bit like, what the fuck, but. Not as just, effective. No. Oh, that's another thing about this is it didn't, it didn't outstay its welcome. So if this had been a two hour film, I may well have got to a point where I was like, come on, finish already. Yeah, I think I liked it. I think I liked it. I mean, the Chang was was great. He was just going around chopping people's arms off with his sword of <laughs> sword of justice. Obviously, we we were saying that Ryan Gosling doesn't say an awful lot in this at all. But there's one. I think bit he says it. a total of twelve lines. Have I you looked it up? Read. Yeah, I looked it up on IMDb. I think twelve. Did a, yeah, he, I think a total of twelve. One of them is take off the dress. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, he was he was excellent. He did, like we said, he doesn't say a lot, but when he when he does say something, it really it kind of delivers, and it's more about the looks and him sort of looking at people like he wants to rip their faces off. He kind of portrays that crazy better than I, I think anyone can. 
I really liked the bit where he goes up to Chang and one of the few things he says is, want to fight? fight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yes! That's a really like, good scene, it? actually. And, then and he, how they yeah. shot that was really well done. It looked really good. He gets his ass whipped. Fucking... Yeah. Just completely just gets slapped around, doesn't it? You, you know, we watched Extraction a few weeks ago and there's that bit where Hemsworth is slapping around those kids in the alleyway. It was a bit like that, but with Ryan Gosling and, and Chang just absolutely beats the shit out of him. In terms of my enjoyment of it, I couldn't give it any more than a three. Out of really? Five. But I guess... Oh, wait, okay. Out of five, I was like, what do you mean? Three out of ten? No. No, you're right. Definitely. We do these out of ten, don't we? So I'm going to go... Yeah. I'm gonna go. I would. I would say an eight out of ten. You're gonna go for an eight. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. That's. I'll, that I'll, is pretty. I think I'll. I'll go for a seven. I think after I finished it, I was probably hovering around about four out of ten. Four out of ten because I'm not very bright. I had to 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 read up about it and watch some videos and reviews and analysis and all that stuff. And then one once it was clear to me what it was going for, it became a bit better for me and I could probably go back and watch it again and get more enjoyment out of it. So the more I thought about it, I guess, the more it kind of went up in, in my in my head. If it came in like a Nicholas Winding Refn triple pack or something, I'd, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, With that cool. drive and, what was that one you don't like? Neon Demon. Yeah, that's yeah. shit. Shit house. I can't, remember wh- I can't remember what it's about exactly, but it was just crap. <laughs> Absolute shit. Well, I've got to see it now, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm at seven, you're at eight. Eight. Pretty good. Yeah, I, gave it, I gave it four and a half. Uh, I gave it four out of five stars on Letterboxd. Did so. you? I, I purposely haven't rated it on Letterboxd yet because I didn't want you to see <laughs> what my rating was. <laughs> and also I was thinking about it. I wasn't sure. Hmm. Um, that's the thing about Letterboxd. It's, it's out of five as well, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I think on Letterboxd I'll give it a three. Three, three out of five and out of ten it's a, it's a seven. All right, let's, um, now that we're done with Thailand and that miserable, bleak-looking <laughs> uh, existence that, that's portrayed on that film, let's cheer ourselves up with the nice guys. So 2016, directed by Shane Black. He's known for directing and, and writing. He started off as a writer in the 80s. He wrote things like... Well, he wrote a script in the 80s, and they didn't want to make this particular film. I forget what it was called. But they were so impressed with his writing that he came out with another idea for a buddy cop film and he wrote this buddy cop film and that turned out to be Lethal Weapon and it was obviously a massive hit and he kind of went on from there. He doesn't do a lot. He's like a writer-director so he's done Iron Man 3. He (laughs) did uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang which is a really good film. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't seen that. That's really funny I've heard of it but I've never seen it. But yeah, he's... um, He's one of those rare kind of writer, director, um, filmmakers that you don't get an awful lot where you can watch a film by him and it's his film. Do you know what I mean? Like a Christopher Nolan, like a, like you, whenever you watch their films, like it's their film. Budget was 50 million and it only made 63 million. So it shit the bed at the box office. <laughs> I don't really know why, because Ryan Gosling. quite good. Russell Crowe, you and you know action mainstream kind of action comedy. You would think it would do quite well. It stars Russell Crowe as Jackson Healy, Ryan Gosling as Holland March, and Andrew Rice as Holly March, who plays Gosling's daughter. daughter. 
Um, she is in, I recognized her face. I was like, who's this? I recognize her. She, well, first of all, I thought it was because she reminded me of a young Amy Adams. She's Aussie, you know? Yeah, I know. And then I looked, I looked her up. I was like, who is this girl? And I looked her up and she was, she was in Spider-Man, the new, the new Spider-Man films. And then she That's was, right. I saw like, this interview thing and she's Aussie. So she's Aussie. Russell Crowe and Andrew Rice. So two thirds of the main cast are, Aussies, Australia. fucking everywhere. Like everywhere. Uh, Russell Crowe is technically not Australian. He's in uh, New Zealand. New is Zealander. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. He's Kiwi. Technically, he's technically Kiwi, but we try to claim him as our own. As I told you, do. this is what I was telling you the other week. I was saying, whenever there's someone good, you're just like, yep, yeah, we'll fucking have them. <laughs> and if they're shit, it's like, no, they're British or they're, 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 New, they're from New Zealand. <laughs> I guess I'm not really going to sort of go through the plot too much and what happens because it's quite, it's, it's, it's quite a simple plot, but there's lots of twists and turns in it. I'm basically going to be saying a lot of things that I liked about it because it's funny. The first hour of this film just makes me die. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's... Russell Crowe is like a... He's not a private detective. He's more like an enforcer. And yeah. Ryan Gosling is, he is a private eye. He's got a daughter. He's a bit of a drunk. He, I think they say that his wife died a few years ago and it's just him and his daughter. Uh, randomly, he can't smell anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that is part of the reason why his wife passed away. Yeah, because uh, something to do with gas, because he couldn't smell the yeah. gas, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. And she died in a house fire. There's a lot of dark stuff that happens, but it's still... F- Funny as fuck, I think. Ryan Gosling's character is fucking funny in this film. He is magnificent in this. Like he's, <laughs> he's. I oh, he made me die. The, the the very. I think the first bit that really made me laugh a lot is because he he, he takes himself quite seriously. Um, yeah. And there's a bit in it because it's kind of like a like a detective set in the seventies. He's kind of. Uh, they're both investigating the disappearance of this, this girl. Right. Uh, and he's about to break into this place for some clues or, or whatever. And he's got this voiceover. He's like, yeah. So, you know, all that sort of man's got to do what a man's got to do sort of stuff. And it's very like stoic. And he's like, I've just got to break into this place. And he punches through the glass. <laughs> and he cuts his <laughs> arm. <laughs> and his arm just starts pissing the blood. And he's just like, Oh, 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 and then um we're losing him we're losing him yeah, yeah. oh god so yeah funny. and then is it a nun that comes up to him and she says are you are you looking for god and he goes no i'm looking for a me look- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um uh, he, he uh he goes back to his back to his house with his daughter and, and russell crow um that's when they meet because crow comes in and he's been paid by someone to to tell gosling to stop looking for amelia and he, he, Gosling, Gosling um, keeps going for the gun. <laughs> so Russell Crowe's like slapping him around. He's like stamping on his arm. He's like, right now, I'm just going to injure you a little bit. And he, so he lays him down and he says, when you see your doctor, I want him to, you want you to tell him that you've just got like a cracked bone, <laughs> like here or, or wherever it is. And he, he breaks his arm and he screams like a little girl, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love this. It made me laugh so hard, this film. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot how funny it was. Yeah. But um, uh, 
long story short, they un- end up working together to try and solve the mystery of this missing girl. Where Amelia has gone. Where Amelia has gone. And it turns out that she's mixed up in this. Um, her mum works for the justice system or something, and she's covering up evidence that uh, would prove the pollution and that companies are trying to spend less money and you know cause people harm with pollution and stuff. Uh, so her daughter... It's kind accident. of part of a porno in a way, but it's like yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's an environmental. They've made an environmental film, but they've yeah. they've put that actual plot in the porno. So instead of yeah. going to them, which was quite clever, I thought instead of going to the media or the police, she was thinking, you know, my mum has Hates probably paid all of them. Yeah, they're probably all in their pockets. So we'll make a porno film, and that way it can get out. Loads of people will see it, and which kind of makes sense in a weird way. But yeah, it's about them trying to just unravel that case, really. Find that film and find Amelia. And they do find Amelia eventually. They go to that party. party Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're looking for Amelia and his his daughter, his daughter, um, Holly, hides in the boot and she ends up going to the party as well with with Russell Crowe. And they put him, they put her in the cab and then somehow still gets into the party as well. Yeah. Yeah. And she's... (laughs) She gets in there and she's going around looking for, for clues with them. She's basically, she's working with them as well. And um, yeah, I love that. Gostin's obviously a drunk. So everywhere he goes, people offer him a drink and he's, he's, always, he's always drunk. And the party bit was brilliant because there was a part where he's questioning some girls, Ryan Gosling, and he sees his, his attention is drawn away and he, he looks around and he sees that there's these mermaids in the, in the <laughs> yeah. like fish tank. And um, it cuts to next scene, and he's swimming along <laughs> behind them, chasing them. <laughs> trying, trying to interview them. Yeah, that was yeah. really funny. And it comes up again later, and Russell Crowe goes, well, what are you doing? He says, well, I was talking to the mermaids. And he's like, why were you talking to the mermaids? <laughs> I was questioning them. Questioning everyone in the party. Yeah. But he gets he gets drunk, and then the, the other bit at that, at that point, um, where he's talking to that actor and the girl she's like pretending to shoot him with a like a finger like pew pew and he yeah. pretends that he's getting shot and, and then, then he, he uh he goes over the wall the <laughs> and he's rolling down the hill so the party was a stand probably the standout scene for me but another one was when they they go to that hotel and they're in this elevator and they're chatting in the elevator and i love this build up because they're chatting and they're talking about i like all the little stories they tell each other Mm. Nixon, his friend dying, and Nixon in the dreams and stuff. But they're, they're having a little, um, little conversation in the elevator, and they're going up. And then the doors open, they step out, and they see a guy being shot in the chest, and you see blood spurting <laughs> everywhere. They just step right back in, <laughs> and they press the button. They go, they start going they go down. back down again, and, and then they turn around. They look to their, they hear this smash, and they look to their right, and there's this body falling down the side of the building. And they see it falling down, and then they both, they both turn around and look forward again. And I watched this, I went back and watched this scene a couple of times. You can just see Ryan Gosling's face um, shaking. You can just see his cheeks. They just start shaking, shaking a little bit like that. Like subtle humour. It's like the, just the little facial expressions. It's very, it's very good. They actually get hold of Amelia after the, in the hotel. She just falls on the car and she shoots at them. And then the, the recoil from the gun is so harsh that she gets blown backwards and she falls off the car and she's just lying there unconscious and then they take her back to Gosling's house and that's where they have that big shootout it was it was quite surprising because in that they had that shootout everyone survives and the guy fucks off and then Amelia runs away 
she goes try to fax down his car, doesn't she? Like help me, like drive away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out that that's the bloke that was trying that's to find the doctor. Her. And he just <laughs> yeah. immediately shoots, shoots her in the head, and she's she's gone. But yeah, I've got I've got a little fact on this actually. So there was there was a scene in it where they were driving, um, they were driving. That's it. They were driving, and there was a poster for Jaws Two, but Jaws Two wasn't released until 1978. Whereas this film was set in 1977. Oh, this film was set one year before Jaws 2 was released. So um, that's my little factoid on that. I don't know what else to say about this film other than I thought it was really funny. Obviously, we already said everyone dies. They get hold of the porno. Brian Gosling thinks he's invisible. There's a big... Invisible? (laughs) Invincible. There's a big shooter. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Okay, let's just cut die. Yeah. yeah. And do you know the, the bit, there was another bit I really liked in the car where he's, um, he's driving. And when he's driving. Russell Crowe goes, why don't you just take your hands off the wheel, man? He goes, what are you talking about? He says, uh, yeah. cars drive themselves. What do you mean? They've, done, they've always done this. this. Your car's always had dysfunction. And he takes his hands off and obviously he's, he's dreaming. He sees the he's bit. dreaming. Yeah. Yeah, and he, they um, they crash. Is it? Yeah, it's in that scene where Russell Crowe says, "Oh yeah, I always keep a gun at my <laughs> at my ankle my ankle. ankle gun." <laughs> yeah, I always keep an ankle gun. Yeah. And then uh, when they're at the place where the the movie is going to be showing, yeah, and then Ryan Gosling goes for <laughs> Russell Crowe's ankle. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, "Where's your gun?" He goes, "I never have an ankle gun." He goes, <laughs> Was I fucking dreaming that? <laughs> yeah. I know he goes, ankle gun's so cool. So... Man. I know. <laughs> that was a brilliant callback. I love because all those little jokes, they kind of set up things that are going to happen later. And yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. The way he just dives on the floor <laughs> and just puts his arms around Russell Crowe's leg. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Man? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and for me, it's, this, 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 this is, it's an eight out of 10. It's like a, it's a really solid, fun, funny action film. I, it would have been a nine for me. I really, I love the first half a lot. And if it would have carried on in the same way, it would have been a nine, but I didn't like the second half as much as the first half. What did you, what did you think of this one? I think I gave it a seven out of 10. Did you? Both of them are really good. Ryan Gosling choices because you've got one on the one hand you've got only god forgives where he's very quiet and a psychopath basically but then you've got completely different gosling in a nice guy where he's he's an idiot but he's really funny as well and like a lot of physical humor you can see a lot of influences from like old old comedy and stuff like that and it's just it's good to see that kind of contrast between these two the two roles that he's played in those two films so i think as a as, a, as two gosling films i think we did pretty well in choosing two two films where his performances are different enough, if you know what I mean. So Gosling is done. Um, so the next, so the next episode we're going to, so we're going to move on to, <laughs> it's, this happens to me all the time. I just have to, I just have to calm myself down. I have to do that. Rub my ears. Really? Does that work? No, I made that up. <laughs> I, I think we should move on to the next bit where we pick our, pick our films for the next episode we're gonna we're gonna carry on for a bit until our lives get going again we're gonna carry on recording yeah. and just sort of play it week by week 
I was just looking through all my, I've got a list of themes, uh, ideas for, for the podcast. And one of them was Oscar winners. And I thought, and I thought that's a good idea. And I started looking through Oscar winners to do a double Oscar winners, double bill. And I thought I'd prefer to do Oscar nominees nominees so anyone it can be a winner or it can be a film that was nominated and didn't win i sent you a link didn't i to that wikipedia page yeah with the nominees on there was so many to choose from so many i actually so made many. a letterbox list of like oscar nominees for best picture and i think i went up to 70 not saying that i this <laughs> not saying that <laughs> out of the 70 no i've I've narrowed it down to five, I think. Wow. Seven. Should, I was like, well, movies, like some of the movies I've already seen before. And I was just like, oh yeah, these are movies that I would want to rewatch again. Yeah. And I would think it, I went almost into the sixties. I was nowhere near as thorough as you. I haven't got a letter <laughs> or anything. I literally went through and then when I got to, I think I'd pick three and then saw another one and then swapped that one out for the one that I just saw. There was loads on that that would have made it onto my should have seen list as well, like with the Oscars and things like that. Yeah, I agree. But I have narrowed it down to three and I'm pretty confident in those three. I keep going first. I think you should go first this time. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. So first one is get out. Good choice. Okay. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. So all of my choices are films that I haven't seen as Are well. they? They're, you haven't seen any of these? Okay, fair enough. I haven't seen any of these. Uh, the second one is Fargo. Fargo, yep. Oh, what am I going to choose? Decisions, decisions. Because it's the next one on the list. Yeah. I'm going to say Green Book. Ooh, Green Book. Green Book. Did that you guys a... review Green Book? Um, you, has it been on the... Briefly, we spoke about it briefly because it was it was a random one. We we I came on and I'd said to Albert, "Oh, I watched uh, Green Book at the weekend," and he went, "Oh, so did I." And we spoke about uh, it. We yeah. spoke about it briefly. You've got Get Out, Fargo, and Green Book. You sticking with them? Yeah, I'll stick with them. The other two I had was Roma and Manchester by the Sea. Why didn't you go for those? Roma, I feel like if we do international film, that could be one. Yeah. And then Manchester by the Sea. I wasn't too sure it would be something that you would be interested in seeing. No, it's not something that appeals to me, really. It's, it's, uh, well, I've heard that it's good, but yeah. it's a very heavy drama, I think, and, and I don't. I try to stay away from heavy dramas for the most part because they're a bit depressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, like I said, I have only got three this time, actually, funnily enough. I thought That's I'd a first. Not... It is a first. <laughs> but my first pick is The King's Speech. Okay. Because it was an honourable mention for me that it could have got on my should have yeah, watched Yeah, that's list. right. So I thought this time I'd better put it on. My next pick... Uh, oh, by the way, The King's Speech was a winner in 2010, Oscar winner. It was. Yeah. Also, Green Book was a winner in 2018. Yeah. Was it yeah. 2018? God, that's gone quick. That's depressing. King's Speech, 2010. My second pick is Frost Nixon, which is... Frost Nixon. 2008, directed by Ron Howard. It was a nominee, but it lost to Slumdog Millionaire. All right. 
which probably deserved it. I don't know. Have you seen Slumdog? I haven't. It's on my watch list. You should, that is really good. That is really, I'd say, hurry up, watch that as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah, and then so Frost Nixon, my third pick is the, 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 the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. 1994 nominee, again, nominee, lost to Forrest Gump. Um, you seem really disappointed by that. I am disappointed because, well, not only Shawshank lost, 1994, Shawshank was nominated, Forrest Gump won, but also nominated was Pulp Fiction. So Forrest Gump one over Shawshank and Pulp Fiction. I think that Pulp Fiction and Shawshank were robbed, really. I mean, Shawshank wasn't very popular when it came out. It made its, it became a cult hit, really, when it got released on, on video, home release. Yeah. But still, it was, it's a fantastic film. The idea that uh, Forrest Gump beat Pulp Fiction is pretty crazy to me. But anyway, doesn't matter. Shawshank Redemption. So out of your picks, we've got Get Out, Fargo, Green Book, Mine are King's Speech, Frost Nixon, and Shawshank. You might hate me for this. I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get rid of Shawshank just because I've seen it. <laughs> you know, like the the idea for this, like obviously you've got to knock out two from the list every time, but it doesn't. It doesn't help. But like, I'm still disappointed when it happens. I know it's coming, even though I know it's coming. I'm still like fuck. I don't know why I take it so personally because, like, it's not like you, it's not like you're erasing this film from existence. I can still go and watch this no, film. I know. Right. <laughs> you're knocking out. You're knocking out Shawshank Redemption. I've seen it many times before. I've given that reason loads of times for not choosing films, so that's fair enough. So Shawshank's gone. So keep keeping along a similar sort of thought process to yours. I saw it very recently. We did kind of briefly, but we did kind of review it on the, on the podcast before, Albert and I. So I'm going to get rid of Green Book. We're now left with, or you're now left with, Get Out and Fargo. And I'm left with King's Speech and, and Frost Nixon. King's Speech. So it came out in 20, 2010. I'd already said that it's, uh, it was an Oscar winner, directed by Tom Hooper. It's got Colin Firth, Jeffrey Rush, and Helena Bonham Carter. I haven't seen it. Like I said, it, it made it on my honourable mentions for films that I should have seen. And it's something that I've always wanted to watch. I just never got around to it. It's not quite the sort of thing I would usually go for, but because it was obviously one and it's meant to be a really good film, you, you say it's a good film too, I think. Yeah, I've, I've seen it before. Yeah. It, it's kind of difficult for me to talk about it without having seen it. I do know that it's about a king and he's got to do a speech. So I figured that much out and he's, he's got a stutter or a stammer or something or yeah, some right. confidence issues or something. And Jeffrey Rush is kind of a mentor to him. Maybe he's the butler or something. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, I mean, what else can I say? I don't, I haven't seen it. I don't know much about it. I've just, I've wanted to watch it for a long time. It's been out for 10 years now and I still haven't watched it and I need to at some point. Next on my list is Frost Frost Nixon. Nixon. It's 2008. It was directed by Ron Howard. It's my favourite Ron Howard film. I adore this film. It's one of of my favourites. I go back to it all the time. I own it on on Bluey. Michael Sheen plays David Frost. I don't know if you're familiar with David Frost. He was British broadcaster. I think he was popular in mainly the 70s but he was going for years and years. He was a very big character in like British broadcasting. And 
Frank Langella, he plays uh, Richard Nixon. And it's about after the scandal that, that came out during Nixon's office, Frost basically wants to do an interview with him and try and uncover all of the, the dirty details. And Nixon's known for being, obviously, he's a, you know, a slippery guy. He can't, he's a politician, so he you know, gets his way out of things and the way he talks people around. And it's about Frost getting around that basically and trying to get to the heart of the heart of the subject that it's about but it's a talker it's basically them sitting down and it's told over the course of three interviews that frost has with nixon and that's it really it's just it's a talker what are you gonna say I mean, about yours you got get out haven't you get out i've um i've heard a little bit about this film you so haven't seen this i haven't seen this i've been wanting to see this for see it for a while the same director, what has he done? Jordan Peele. He did um, yeah. Us. But yeah, so what, what, when was it released, Get Out? 2017. 2017, and it was a nominee. It was a nominee. What I was going to say that mermaid mermaid film under something. Oh, under Shape of sea. Water. Shape of Water. That's that who what, won. Oh, fair. I haven't seen that either. I've not. I haven't seen that. There was a time where I used to watch uh, every year when the best picture came out, I would watch it. And yes. 2017 and 2018 are the two that I haven't seen. So it's about does him and his girlfriend go see his fam, uh, her family on on a weekend trip or something, and something messed up happens. Yeah. I remember the trailer looking really dark, but apparently it's quite funny. It is, is that right? Funny. Yeah, it's again, it's a dark humor. Um, it's difficult to talk about without spoiling it. It's about a dude, Daniel Kaluuya, who's has a girlfriend. Um, he's a black dude. She's a white girl. And he's, well, she's taking him back to meet her family. And Kaluuya's character is kind of a bit cautious because he doesn't know what her family are like in terms of their attitudes towards race and that sort of thing. And it's about their stay at the family home. And Things happen. So it's um it's a horror film on the surface, but underneath it's got a hell of a lot more to say. It's funny as fuck as well. <laughs> so it's, it's got a lot going for it. What's the what's, what's the other Fargo one? About? Fargo about? Fargo. When Fargo, was that? So when did that come out? That was that was released in nineteen ninety six. Oh Jesus! Who won? I was six years old. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, um, directed by the Cohen brothers. Yes. And it was, um, it was, did you say it was a nominee and not a winner? It was a nominee. Best picture that year was called The English Patient. Oh, the, the um, Ralph Fiennes, I think that is, isn't it? Do you know anything about Fargo? I, I've, see, I, I've seen this a long time ago. I think I probably saw it roughly when it came out. So about, I probably saw it the year after, say, in 97. And I was a 13-year-old boy. So I don't think my opinion on the film really counts now. I remember thinking it was fine. I think I might have even found it a bit boring, but I was a 13-year-old boy, so, you know, cut me some slack. And I've not seen it since. Jerry, he's in a small town, Minnesota. He's a car salesman. He's got a lot of debt, but he's got a plan. Oh, that's right. So he goes to hire, like, kind of two men to kidnap his wife. Right. So then then his father-in-law, who's actually got a bit of money, will pay the ransom. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, no one will get killed. But actually, a lot of people end up dying in this film, apparently. Yeah, it's got a good cast. It's Coen Brothers. 
I haven't seen it for for a long time. Oh, Roger Deakins cinematography. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be a tough choice for me. Is there what else, is there anything else you want to say about Fargo or? Yeah, that's about it. I don't I'm know what pretty... to choose out of yours. You don't know. I. You do know, don't it's you? It's like I do, and I don't, because it's like. I want to go one way because it's something that I haven't seen, but I feel like going the other way because it's something that you haven't seen. It sounds to me like you know kind of what you're going to get rid of, but you, are you waiting to hold out to see what I pick or, or what's, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> no, fuck it. You, you, you go. I always go first. Ladies first. Is that, is <laughs> exactly. that what we're going with? <laughs> Exactly, ladies first. Yeah, you know how you know, like I'm known for my manners. Yeah. All right. Oh. Go on, King's Speech or Frost Nixon? What are we watching? Take your time. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Your time is running out. You know what? Let's watch King's Speech. You want to watch the King's Speech? Yeah, let's watch that. Go for the King's Speech. All right, then. So I've been knocking out Frost Nixon. Now, of yours, Get Out and Fargo, I've seen this a few times and, and quite recently, but I'm going to go against what I would normally do, and I'm going to go for Get Out. We're going to keep Get Out because... Yes, Rick, good. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> yeah. Good. We're going for Get Out from your list and the King's Speech in my list. We'll watch those over the next week or so. And for our next episode, for films that have been nominated, Oscar nominee, double bill, I think we'll call it, shall we? We're going to watch Get Out and The King's Speech. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to this next review that you've got for Stitch Up. (laughs) That's the the only thing, right, with doing these these Stitch Ups is that because it's at the end, I've got the whole episode of us recording. (laughs) And in my back of my mind, I know that that's coming. So I can't relax. I should put it at the start, really, so I can get it out of the way and then relax. Guess what? I I lost the toss last week and had to watch Disney Zombies. I'm going to set the scene a little bit here, right? So I went yesterday, spoken about, I went for a long run yesterday. I was knackered and I thought, oh, I'm really tired. I'm just going to get an early night. An early night for me is like midnight, 1am. Lying there, I'm tossing and turning. I can't sleep last night for some weird reason. It gets to... 3.45 a.m. Yeah. and I'm still not sleeping. So at this point, I'm thinking there's no way that I'm going to get three hours sleep and then wake up in time to watch the film and then record this podcast. So 4 a.m., I've opened up my laptop. <laughs> I've downloaded or I've joined up to Disney Plus and I thought, let's get this out the fucking way. 2018, directed by Paul Hohen, and it stars Milo Manheim as Zed the Zombie and Meg Donnelly as Addison the Human. And basically, just the intro to the film is uh, it's a bit of animation and it explains the setup and what has happened. There's, there's this sub- suburban town called Seabrook, and there was this power plant and they had a meltdown and horrible things, pollution, whatever happened, and that made zombies. And the zombies live on. There's a big wall, a big fence dividing the town in two. And on one side lives the zombies, on the other side lives the humans. But they've managed to control the zombies. What they've done is they've come up with a watch that kind of gives them like electric shocks so that they, they don't Make, eat people. They, yeah. Yeah. So they can just, so they're just normal, basically. They're just normal. That's the only way you can tell a zombie in this film is, is that it's got green hair. 
and fucking did I mention that this is a musical? <laughs> we might have, we might have mentioned it last week, but I really want to sort of drive home how much of a musical this is. So song count. Oh no! <laughs> the first song, five minutes in, first song, right? Oh, let's go to high school and dance on our way to high school and be happy. I want to join the football team. I want to join the cheerleading team and we're going to, together, we're going to be fantastic humans and people and life is wonderful and colourful and great. Ten minutes later, there's another song at 17 minutes. God. There's another one at 28, 37, 52, 58, one hour 16 and one hour 28. The film is an hour and a half long, right? The film is an hour 30 minutes long and there's a song at hour 28. There's a song, right? And then they wrap up the film and then it's the end song. Anyway, so there's eight, there's eight songs in this. So this is musical. I, this is very much a musical and they were long as well. They were, I think the shortest one was about three minutes and then one of them went up to five or six minutes, I think. So when, if you took, take all the songs out, there's probably only 40 minutes of actual, like, Dialogue. just basically zombies live on one side, humans live on the other. One wants to join a football team, one wants to be a cheerleader. Uh, Zed does join the football team. He discovers, right, he um, gets a malfunction on his watch and he discovers that he gets this, you know, he starts to become a zombie again. He wants to eat people, but instead of eating people, he just gets really strong. And he becomes like the star football player. So because of his mm. zombie strength, he starts winning all the football games. And the coach of the cheerleading team, he's called Bucky. He is a psychopath, I guess. Him and Crystal from Only God Forgives would make a fantastic couple. But he's a psycho, right? So he hates zombies. He's got nothing but disdain for zombies. He hates them. He thinks they're scum. So what he does is he goes around egging zombies. <laughs> Um, and that's like the worst thing you can do. It's like, oh my God. I mean, clearly it's, it's a metaphor for, I guess, acceptance of people that are different from you or whatever. It's obviously that's what it is. So it's, it's well-intentioned, but it's a fucking kid's musical and it's not, it's, this is not made for me. Like I said, when you take all the songs out, there's about 40 minutes of, of stuff. So there's not really too much to explain. He starts winning the football games. He becomes, everyone loves him. He's the best thing since sliced bread. People start to think zombies are cool. Hey, zombies are cool. You guys aren't so bad. Maybe I was wrong. Let's all hang out and be friends together and sing a song about it. And let's sing a song about being fucking nice to people. Anyway, um, long story short, everyone accepts who they are. Everything is awesome. Everything's perfect. High school, love. Let's fall in love. Let's dance. Let's let's be together and perfect. What and real that. life is all about, right? It's exactly like real life. It's it's amazing how close to real life this is. You know, um, it's pretty it's pretty fucking brutal, man. It's look the concept is the concept is if I if I look if I knew a five year old kid, I'd probably tell it to watch this. So I'd say watch Disney Zombies, mate, and then afterwards watch 28 Days Later and then compare the two and tell me which one you think is better. It could have been worse. And the the worst one I've seen is still The Human Centipede. This is not that bad. It's more a personal taste thing. I'm going to end this now with a score. 
and it gets um, gets a Justice League score, doesn't it? So I'm going to say out of 10 Justice Leagues, it gets three Justice Leagues. Because it had a good message, that's what gets it to three. Otherwise, it would have been zero. And that's not me saying it's bad. Like, it's, it's probably not bad. It's probably quite good if you like that sort of thing. But fuck off. Quiet it's taste. <laughs> yeah, quiet taste. Yeah, like, um, I don't know, something else that's terrible that people like. Um, high school musical. High school musical. I've I've only seen one of them. I was on a train, right? Yeah. And quick side story. So I went to um I went to Spain about twelve years ago, and I I was uh, staying at this place, and it wasn't. It was about it was a couple of hours from Barcelona. So me and the person I was with had decided to get on the train to Barcelona, and we jumped on the wrong carriage, and it ended up being a first class carriage. And there's a TV in there, and I was thinking, great, oh completely by accident we've got a two hour journey to barcelona what film are we going to watch guess what comes on <laughs> oh my god High school musical three in spanish <laughs> that would have been fantastic i think i would even prefer to watch it in spanish yeah it'd be fucking hilarious i think given the I choice found- i'd rather watch it in spanish i think uh zach efron's uh i remember he was on graham norton and yeah. he was he was talking about, you know, doing red carpet in Spain and, you know, they get to, because obviously they have voiceovers and his voiceover apparently sounds really girly. And he's like, he so it. every movie I do now, he actually does that voiceover for. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And like, he's like, we have to, like, this has to change kind of thing. Yeah. So if I had to watch that movie, I would definitely want to watch it in Spanish really <laughs> for that. That'd be fucking hilarious. Oh my God. It's not so good. Funny. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, to, to be honest, I don't think I saw all of it. I think I got a fair way into it. I think maybe I got an hour and I was like, I, I need to do something <laughs> else. I need to do something more interesting than watching this, like fucking putting slices of pineapple in my eyeballs. Let's move on. Move on. <laughs> um, we've got to find out who is going to lose the next stitch up, right? Yeah. So we've got to do a coin toss. You should do it. Because I, should, I did I the should, last one. I, sh- I should do it, shouldn't I? Coin toss. We were. I haven't. I haven't got a coin, but I found something better. Um, the Ghostbusters soundtrack on CD. Oh, brilliant. So I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to flip that and hopefully not damage it because it is a good soundtrack. I chose for you the 2008 French version of LOL, and for me, you chose Good Boys. Was it Good Boys? That's what I've written yeah, down. Yeah, Good Boys. Yeah. Good Boys. Yeah. That's right. And I'm going to toss. So um, I'm tossing. So do you want to choose which side you want? Do you want Ghostbusters side, track listing side, or do you want information side? I'm going to go information. I feel like I'm going to lose this one. You can go for information. Yeah. Inflammation? Inflammation. 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 I was actually okay with watching this movie, so I'm not too... <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> You're right with watching um, LOL? Yeah. I kind of wanted to see what it w- would be like in French, so... Is this your first stitch up? <laughs> it is! Yes! Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, 
we're going to get our, our recording uh, synced up so that we can actually do a fucking poll. Um, I keep swearing. I'm blaming you for this. I know. And I was, I, I listened to our podcast and I was like, I did not swear at all. And you fucking <laughs> sweared constantly. I think I, I'm the one who, like, I laugh too much on the podcast. That's probably what I'm guilty of. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All you can do is laugh at this. It doesn't contain anything like worth anything, any merit. So just laugh and have yeah. a good time. But yeah, my, I've, I've, I'm still blaming you. I've caught the swearing off you. <laughs> Let's announce them then. So I, I know what I'm going to pick for you and I know my reasons for it. And you know what you're going to pick for me? I know exactly what I'm picking You look for really you. fucking... Again, swearing! <laughs> You look really pleased with yourself. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I want you to go first because you look so fucking happy. Again, <laughs> you look so happy about it. So today you, you told us what, we were, what the theme was, which was nominees for Best Picture. Yeah. And I was looking through and saying, oh, you know, what movies have won Best Picture? And in 19, when was it? 1964. <laughs> My Fair Lady got Best Picture. Yeah, what's that got to do with me? <laughs> it's a musical and you'll uh, fucking hate it. Is this what you're giving me? Yep. My Fair Lady, 1964. Yep. Okay. Um, how long is it? Uh, I you know about this, no idea. You know about this two-hour limit, didn't you? Uh, 170 minutes. 170 oh. minutes? That's three hours. I'm not doing a three-hour stitch up. All right, fuck. Well, let me let me look up films. You do you want to well, go? Obviously, I wasted my Disney Plus free trial on uh, Disney Zombies, and I thought I'll have a little look, see what's on here. Disney children's film Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two. God. I've just changed my mind. I'm going to give you Beverly Hills Chihuahua <laughs> Two. I was going to give you the first one. But just to screw you up even more, I'm going to give you the sequel. <laughs> okay. How long does this movie go for? Oh, that's even... <laughs> I was going to go with Gone with the Wind. 221 minutes. I, I doubt you would It's three weeks long. <laughs> yeah. Be, lockdown will be over by the time I finish watching that. Since I can't do My Fair Lady, oh, it's just over by three minutes. Two hours three? Yeah. Go I on. mean, it's probably the credits, right? So it's technically yeah. right. Three minutes is, is fine. You go on. What is it? What is it? So I'm also choosing a best picture from 1998, Shakespeare's In Love. <laughs> Thanks. I, I yeah. haven't seen it. I haven't seen this okay. one, and it's um, it's Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. I don't, obviously, Paltrow, it's about isn't it? Paltrow. When it, Paltrow's in it. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm interested. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush, Colin Firth, Ben Affleck, Judy Dench. Ben Affleck might be right. I didn't know Affleck was in this. Romantic period comedy drama. All right, so on the poll then that will that I will put out this time will be you to watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua or me to watch Shakespeare in Love. I'm going to go off now and use the next six days and watch as much Disney Plus content as I can. And get use out of my 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 free trial. I do you know what I was saving my free trial for the Marvel shows to drop, and I was going to use it then, uh, but I had to use it up on the on a zombies 
what what you uh, what you can do? You're gonna go straight to bed, straight to bed, well, guys, for you. I mean, it is Friday night here. Apparently, parts of Australia people are partying. I'll really? probably watch a movie and go to bed. Maybe yeah. I'll watch that shitty Stitch Up movie you've just given me. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. It might be. I, I reckon it's going to be. It's got to be better, better than the one I, that I watched, the Miley Cyrus version. It has to be. Otherwise, why would they even attempt a remake? I think we're done with this episode now, our Ryan Gosling dedicated episode. If you want to catch up with me, I'm on Instagram at flick.face. On Twitter, I'm on flick underscore face, but Instagram is really the place that you can get hold of me. I'm not on Twitter so much. If you want to get hold of the show, if you want to email us any ideas for themes or stitch-ups or just want to ask a question or whatever email us at twinpixpod at gmail.com what's your your instagrams and twitters and and emails and stuff you want to plug is there anything you want to say uh, about your you, social media you can find me on chikanika or nika creative on instagram yeah you can find me on nika creative on facebook that just went yep. live this I, week I, I saw that actually yeah i've liked that one <laughs> and i've got a website but that's Probably not going to be very useful to anyone. It's a work in progress. Yet. It's a work in progress. Work in progress. Log. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me again across the across the oceans and the deserts and uh, and whatnot. And we'll come back again next time, hopefully same time next week with our Oscar nominees double bill. Shall we wear some fancy outfits for our uh, nominees? Well, based on the You're- thing. Yeah, you can no, you can wear a, a suit jacket and I can wear a nice dress ball. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll get we'll get we'll get dressed up like we're going to the actual Oscars. <laughs> let's 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 make this let's let's end this podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it and we will catch up with you next time. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs>